go on the internet, watch TV, read newspapers. I hate this place of geographical oddity. Two weeks from everywhere. No television. What do you do? You know, I'm something of a scientist myself. He must have had on some really nice pants. Okay, here we go. Welcome back to another episode of Loose Concept, the loosest conceptual movie podcast on the internet. My name is Elijah Smith, and joining me tonight, live, in person, I can see his face, see the curls in his hair, a recurring guest host on the show, Sean Mackey. Sean, welcome back to the program. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. Love seeing everyone's faces in person. How are the vibes? The vibes are maximum chill. Maximum chill vibes. Yeah. You love to hear it. You love, you to, love hear it. to hear it. Love it. Also joining us in person, he's currently stripping down, taking all his clothes off. He's Now he's just naked, sitting at so the table. So we can see more of the mustache. We can see the glorious mustache in full. Rudy Rudolph. Yeah, what's up? What's um, on, this will probably be the loudest I am because I don't have any neighbors to, uh, <laughs> to keep quiet for. You don't have to whisper into the mic and... Pick up all that mouth noise. Yeah. Leave <laughs> uh, that in New York. Rudy's saliva glands working at, <laughs> in, you know, just firing all cylinders. Yeah. <laughs> also joining us. What? Down at the what? other end of the table. Yeah, <laughs> He's got a mustache too. Maybe you know him for his his steaming hot takes when we discussed uh, Ford versus Ferrari. We have with us. <laughs> The lord of leftist political politics, <laughs> the king of California, Greg Farns. Hey, boys, it's great to be back. Welcome back, Greg. I love seeing your faces. How's, how's, it, how's it going down there? It's a little to the right. No, not that kind of question. Yeah, Orange County is where to go. There he goes. Also joining us. That's right. This is probably the most loaded podcast ever recorded in all of human history. The loose content corporal of Canadian creative content himself, Sam Eisbrenner. Sam, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Also happy to be here. Nice to know that. I'm taken seriously enough as a guest to actually be allowed to record in person yeah. this time. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. That has so far. So save, thank save Trudeau for that. Save yeah. the slights there. Easy Tiger. You may know Sam from his appearance on our episode uh, going over the hunt for the wilder people. All time great. One of yeah, one of our most downloaded episodes. You could say it was it's a beloved. wilder However, episode. Oh, there you go. However, it's in a tight race oh. with the guest host of our other most downloaded episode, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, also joining us, one of the two bad boys in business, Levi Smith. Welcome Let's back to go. the show, Levi. Thank you. Thank you. I'm looking to bring a lot of energy and zing and pep to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I really feel that. I feel that energy. Full, full disclaimer, Levi just woke up from a, a nice nap while a nice, we were nice watching what? the movie How we're discussing. How long is Ocean's Eleven? A two-hour nap? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I got the first five minutes. You got out of jail. Hey, you got to respect his dedication to being, you know, fresh and rested for the show. So, and lastly, last but not least, the man himself, the the groom. He's getting married this weekend. Big Tomorrow. big step up in Mike's life. He's uh, one of the other bad boys. Bad boys of business. He's gonna be a bad man. He business? doesn't wear gloves to bed because they interrupt his social agenda, <laughs> ladies go. and gentlemen. My brother, <laughs> Let's go. Micah Smith. 
<laughs> What's up? Good to be here. Glad we're doing it. Oh, Micah just left. <laughs> there goes Micah. Micah, how does it feel to be the the uh, most frequent guest on the program? This will be your third appearance. Fourth appearance? Third. I think it's my third appearance, but Check I've never tape. I've never been a solo guest, so yeah, I true. think that you know I'm in unique territory here. You were a featured guest on our Moneyball episode, which was not one of the most downloaded ones. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a it's a niche movie for a niche crowd. You know, you gotta work gotta work with what you got. Baseball but, fans, uh, boys, it's glad it's great to have you all here. Yeah, 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 boys. For all all our listeners, this, this is once, sort of once in a generation. Yeah, this is sort of the crew that rolled deep. Back in the, uh, the college days, real deep. So this, <laughs> we're just mobbing, yeah. straight mobbing Skate gang. on the dorms. Skate gang. Shout out Adele. Um, yeah, this has sort of been the end goal of having a podcast was to get everybody on at one point or another. So yeah, we did it. Well, we're we're about to tune in next week to hear our next episode. As we, it's uh, not over. Yeah, part two. That's a fast pod. But uh, you know, we're gonna gonna get the go- the show going here. Get the show okay. rolling. We're going to start off with you. the news that's been a buzz. People, my phone's been ringing off the hook with it from all the fans. Really, just my sister Leah was texting me like 17 messages about it yesterday, and I didn't respond to any of them. So, sorry, Leah. But these Spider Man 3 rumors, apparently, in the, uh, the third most uh, Spider Man iteration that they're working on now, yeah. there will be a, uh, there's some rumors that they're going to be working in the multiverse. We've got apparently, um, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. Oh boy! Joining joining the the production. And to our multiverse expert. Yes, Levi. Levi gets first oh, take. Yeah, we'll let you have first Thank take you. on this. How do you feel about uh, the potential return of Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire? Scared. Very scared. <laughs> <laughs> very very Agreed. scared. Wow. There's so I, many ways it could go wrong. Yeah, so many. I am not the biggest of either of them. Uh, as Spider-Man or as Peter Parker. Yeah. Um, two very different Peter Parkers as well, mm. but also very similar. Um, I think this has very interesting implications for the larger Marvel universe as well. Yeah. But, um, or the MCU. So part of the story is that also casted, cast in the movie production is uh, Benedict Cumberbatch reprising his Doctor Strange role. And so there's speculation that that's how they're going to incorporate the multiverse. Um, I love Tobey Maguire, so I'm all for this. But uh, there, you know, there's these are these are rumors, so you know anything could happen. But like Levi said, kind of like this podcast, it could go really right or really, really wrong. wrong. Yeah. What about uh, J. Jonah Jameson Simmons? Yeah, is he going to be uh, making an appearance? Also, uh, yeah. Apparently, that is the one thing that has been verified. J.K. Simmons will be reprising his role as J. Jonah Jameson. Which he was, I guess, in the last one. Yeah, yeah. And then mm-hmm. previously in the Tobey Maguire. That's the biggest free agency signing this <laughs> this franchise has seen. So uh, that's a hot take right there. I don't know about that, bro. But the yeah. difference would be like J. John Jameson in the Tobey Maguire was yeah. like a newspaper guy, right? Yeah. In the most recent, he was like an Alex Jones oh, podcaster. Really? Yeah, <laughs> he was more of like a podcast like new age media guy, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. On the, the fringe. Is he all, is watch he all out for right? those podcasters. I mean, I think he was just presenting himself as that. Yeah, I mean, gotcha. So we'll have a sweet scene where Tobey Maguire meets him, and he's all confused because he's like, wait, you were this one guy, and now you're yeah. this other guy. Yeah, you're all right. Or maybe mm-hmm. J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson will meet himself. Whoa. Oh, wow. That, that would actually things. be pretty... <sighs> 
pretty yeah, great. That's a, I think I said it yesterday, game. but J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson, I think, is the best comic book movie character casting of all time. Which is wow. very spicy. Oh, Micah, yeah. you brought up some other options. I thought Hugh Jackman as Wolverine is the one that comes to mind. Yeah. He's so, yeah. like, solely embodies that character that it's hard to represent, yeah. you know, put anyone else in there. And the obvious of RDJ is Iron mm-hmm. Man. I know Elijah made the point that it's, you know, not quite calling, not quite playing the comic book role, but he's just. Oh, he made Iron Man electric better, for mm-hmm. sure. Absolutely, those are great, also yeah. for sure. So I can't wait for some Tom Holland confused looks. Some yeah. whoa, yeah. that's awesome. That's awesome. Oh, whoa. hey guys. Do you think he'll mention that? They were supposed to be in high school, but they look like they're 35. <laughs> Will they still be in high school? <laughs> the one thing great. I want to see is I want to see some crossover with the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man of like real life Tobey Maguire, like the gambling yeah. like, <laughs> poker, like underground. High you know, stakes gambling. He's been up like the last five nights and he's just like all coked out and stuff. Yeah. That would be good for the family. Yeah. Good for the scene. I think they could have Michael Sarah play Tobey Maguire like they did Ooh. in Molly's Game. Yeah, or they could just leave Sarah out of this movie. Yeah, that could also That's a crossover, deep crossover. <laughs> I haven't seen Molly's Game. Greg, do you have any Not thoughts on this? Not a big Sarah fan. Uh, You're just being all quiet over there. I'd prefer if they took it in like an old Logan direction. You guys see that one? Oh. Uh, old Man Spider Man. Oh. Yeah, get a little okay. uh, aftermath, you With know. Toby Maguire being the old man after Spider-Man. the glory days. Gotcha. He's kind of old right now, right? He was old when they started. It worked yeah. well in the Spider Verse having. Jake Johnson is like fat Spider-Man, fat washed up Spider-Man, right? Do they yep. bring him? I don't know. Who knows? Maybe Tobey Maguire just says it. Anyway, we'll see. Yeah. Are Excited we excited? Yeah. Are we in or out on the multiverse as a as a whole? Levi, you sound like you're out. Ah oh, man, he's highly skeptical. Maybe. I, highly skeptical. I think it depends who's writing it and who's directing it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think with Into the Spider Verse, I really liked Phil Lord and Chris Miller. So. If there's a writer or director that I really like, I think it could go really well, but I think it could also be really bad. Safety Brothers? <laughs> <laughs> what are we feeling about that? Safety Brothers the Spider-Man? The most stressful <laughs> Spider-Man ever. <laughs> Didn't uh, Disney try to give Phil Lord and Chris Miller a big movie in Star Wars? Or Solo, right? And then they took yeah. it and away from they, them. They squashed their dreams. Well, Kathleen Kennedy is just the worst. So. Yeah, well, that's, that's just what I didn't have to say. <laughs> I think my take is... From the business perspective, you know, 30 plus Marvel movies into it, like, you gotta get a little creative, I think, yeah. to get people coming back. And this like is that. this is the second Spider-Man 3 in the last 20 years, you know? <laughs> I think it's, yeah. you know, you, we can work more of this stuff in, keeps it interesting, adds another layer to it, and you it's, can almost bring in multiple generations. It's really tough like to follow take. up, you know, a masterpiece Spider-Man 3 oh with another gosh. Spider-Man 3. Yeah. That's, That's the only reason they're able to do a new Spider-Man 3, because the other one they're just trying to forget. Can you do two masterpiece Spider-Man 3s in a row? I don't know. Call me up when James Franco is on board. <laughs> <laughs> Topher Grace gonna be in this? Do we know? That would be cool. Sign me up. Twitter. Mm-hmm. The, the Topher Grace uh, Brock. What's his name? Eddie Brock. Mm, Eddie Brock. Topher Grace name. Venom. Does Does this mean that this movie will be Spider-Man three, also another Spider-Man three, and also a Spider-Man four all at the same time? Ooh, good point. Makes you wonder. I'm already confused. I'm already out. Yeah. I'm out. For the multiverse. It's going to be two Spider-Man it's, series it's, and a Spider-Man series. It would be a, a continuation of every series. Yeah. So. 
You think it's be main know. parts? I could see like just an appearance. Yeah. yeah. Just like um, cameos. Yeah. Oh hey. Now you got to get Willem Dafoe back in there. I'm something of a scientist myself. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right, Levi. I think it will be more like a bit than a yeah. Wink, wink. Yeah. I don't like the, wink, wink. The Jamie Fox Electro, though, which we talked about on a previous episode. Do we think that that's like an actual like thing, though? I don't think it's a thing. I thought it was announced like officially. Yeah, but then he took the Instagram post down. Mm. Yeah. And as we all know in today's culture, Instagram he got hacked. is everything. Mm. Right, Greg? Yeah, he got followers. hacked. <laughs> you got to do it for the followers. Influencers. Going back, uh, touching back on what Levi was saying about the writers, it's being written by Chris McKenna, who worked on um, a couple of TV shows. He worked on Community, The Mindy Project, so sort of a, a comedy writer. And Eric Summers, who worked on Dr. Ken, Community, just some community, a lot of community guys that are really buying the, the buying the community stock. This guy also worked on American Dad, you know, a bunch of random happy endings, random shows. So Rando, okay, so he's a Rando. Does that, that make you more or less confident on the writing? Heavy hitters have come out of Community. Yeah, so. Community's real strong, creative mm-hmm. area. Okay, so... Just a very tepid in right now, I'll <laughs> yeah. say. You can feel the nervousness. Word. So that wraps up that story. Also, here's the next news story. Um, perhaps you'll recall a few weeks ago, it was, it was going around the internet that it was official that Tom Hardy was going to be the next James Bond. However, more recently than that, within the last you know few days, Barbara Broccoli, who is the main producer of the That's Bond. That's her last name. Mm-hmm. That is her it's last name. Broccoli Barbara family. Broccoli. Her last name is Broccoli. Yeah, the Broccoli family oh, runs Bond. Um, so what, she, what she's told Total Film, this is her direct quote. I always say you can only be in love with one person at a time. Once the films come out, then some time will pass, and then we'll have to get on to the business of the future. But for now, we just cannot think about anything beyond Daniel. So she didn't directly deny Tom Hardy. But she also did the, you know, the typical. We're happy with our quarterback right yeah. now. Yeah, exactly, exactly, pretty much, exactly. So that's that's such bull. That's like, that's like, um, like I, I didn't want to answer this question, right? To yeah. say that they weren't thinking past Daniel, like in the past, like two movies, he's compl- like not yeah. wanted to do it and complained yeah. about doing it. Yeah. So they've had a backup in mind, like throughout that both, right. both of those, yeah. They've got Tua sitting on the bench. Yeah, yeah, they got some insurance. The question is, who is Tua? Lined up. Do we think it's Tom Hardy? Is the question, do we think it's Tom Hardy, or do we think it should be Tom Hardy? Mm. Ooh, I like Ooh. the pivot. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Okay, so we're, here's, what, here's how we're going to run this. Just a little roundtable discussion. Okay, round I want everybody to picture in your mind the next James Bond. Pick an actor. Who you want it to be. If it's Tom Hardy, so be it. If you got someone else in mind... Then shout it out. We'll see. I know. Uh, I think it was uh, Sam or Sean. Someone was someone was espousing Daniel Radcliffe. Mike, was that you? It was definitely not me. Who he said could alternatively be Elijah that was a Wood. Paired in your ear. Same person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I for one haven't had enough of the old James Bond, mm. and I want a little bit of a rougher old James Bond. I want Jason Statham. Short. Huh. Really, I wanted to put on 40 pounds of muscle hmm. and just be like a back barroom brawler James Bond wow, okay. as opposed to the suave Daniel Craig. 
I feel like rendition. Daniel Craig is a brawler. Yeah, that's what, that's my main problem with the Tom Hardy pick is that like it feels like it would just be more that, like we just got gruff like rough and rowdy James Bond like ready leaning into that more. Yeah, barroom brawler boxer guy James Bond. Yeah, it's going so. from like potato head Daniel Craig to slightly smoother potato head Tom <laughs> Hardy. <laughs> let let whoa, me throw whoa, you whoa. out an alternative. Yeah, let's hear you. you. Okay, Tom Hiddleston. That's hey, what I said yeah. That's what you want to show? Yeah. That's what you have pulled up, Tom? Yeah. Have you ever seen The Night Manager? Yes. Is it a great example of what he could be like? Very smooth, suave. He seems like he's lost a lot of cachet, though, over the last five years. Two French words in one sentence. Did he clear his cookies or something? I think when he was uh, dating T-Swift, I think he just flew a little too close to the sun, to be honest with you. (laughs) (laughs) If you'll notice, that was right around the time when he was doing The Night Manager, which is like a very obvious, I want to be James Bond, hire me to be James Bond, like casting choice. So I I have Tom Hiddleston as well um, as an alternate Tom. But watched the Night Manager. Felt like it was a good, um, just it was a miniseries. But he kind of embodied that um, secretive, you know, spy type mentality. Um, a little bit more reserved than a James Bond type character. But I think that's fine. All in I, on that. I just don't want to know in the back of my head that James Bond dated Taylor Swift. <laughs> like it just would ruin hash the vibe for me. So here's what I got. Okay. We're, we're, I think, you know, I'm picking up what you're laying down, going in the more back in the more suave direction for James Bond, right? We haven't had that since Pierce Brosnan, right? He says to McGuire, we riot. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's going Dwayne Johnson. We riot. <laughs> or Nick Cage. I mean, Nick Cage is on the table for your old man Bond, yeah, right? Love it. Nick Cage doing a bad English accent. Sign me up. Who doesn't want to see that? No. I'm going with a guy who lately has been, you know, buying up. He's all in on, on franchises, right? He's getting, he's, 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 uh, he was in the art scene for a little, little while. He used to be in the, the cheesy teen, young adult movie scene. Goes in the art scene, learns learns to really find himself as an actor, and now he's coming back into franchises as the Batman. Oh, I got Robbie. Robert Pattinson. Our Pats is the next Bond. Two franchises yeah, on his shoulders. Do so much, man. Come on. Edward Bond it. and Batman? Bond and Batman at the same time. That'd be sick. That would actually be sick. He's, He's too young, is, though, isn't it's he? It's what we need. That's what we need, though. Like, we don't need an old Bond anymore. Didn't we, need, we just yeah. say we wanted an old Bond? Yeah, I said that. I said <laughs> I wanted one. I did, but we don't Who need that. Who was that that was saying we need an old Bond? Exactly. I want it. Isn't he American? No, he's British, isn't he? He did Tenet. He had a good British accent in Tenet. I don't know. I'm pretty sure he's British. We're about to find out. What about like. He started to act in a London theater club when he was 15, so I think he's from. think he's English. Yeah. Born. 1986, London, United Kingdom. So he's a British guy, 6'1", darker hair. I don't hate it. Sort of brooding. I'm fine with Chiseled it. chin. Mm. Chiseled chin. I can see it. What were you going to say, Michael? I know uh, Henry Cavill's name has been thrown out there as a possible bond. And like he's kind of bland, but like he would take you closer to like the Brosnan model, in my mm. opinion. Yeah. He's know, like a he's, he's a little bit more like smooth than like Daniel Craig. But, but the thing is, we have Brosnan, robotic. so we don't want Brosnan again. But we want elements. What's of left? Them. Like, what's you know what's left? Emo Bond, and that's what you get with our pets. <laughs> I, I have a, I, you know, since Levi, you know, took the Tom Hiddleston, I'm gonna go with Killian Murphy. Mm, I Peaky respond. Blinders. Killian Murphy would be hard to see as not the villain. Did they say his name? Mm. But yeah, I thought it was Cillian. Cillian. 
I've heard it both ways. Cillian, Killian. I've heard one of the Jimmys say Killian. He's got like his his he his. I like. I'm not gonna believe that that guy is just like you know seducing random girls at like casinos and stuff. You know, not with Cillian Murphy's. Face. I'm not thinking that either. But <laughs> that's what Bond's got to be. It's got to be like, oh, that's you know, that's a hot dude. Is that your favorite part about James Bond? I think Henry Cavill's too hot. He's too hot for James Bond. Hot take. <laughs> what happened, Elijah, to Idris Elba take? I'm out on Idris Elba. Why? Like him as a person or just him as playing Bond? Uh, I just think it's been too much of a, ooh, is it Idris? I think Tom Hardy suffers from that a little bit too. It's like, ooh, is it going to be Idris Elba? Is it not going to be Idris Elba? I feel like he'd be and more then, interesting. The moment's, the moment's past, I think. Yeah. I just want Daniel Craig to play him until he's 90. <laughs> yeah. I love Daniel Craig. I do love Daniel Craig. Wasn't Daniel Craig somewhat off the radar when he was picked? Yeah. yeah. So, like, wow. you do have to go a little bit. Using that as a data point, I guess. Use that as kind of precedent. That's the, you don't know. Yeah, that's the case against... Uh, Anybody that we've talked about. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much anyone we've talked about because we know them. There are some guys that are on the, the list of potentials. Um, mine is a little controversial, I think. Just because I'm going outside of the box um, on this one, on pretty much every Bond stereotype, I would like to see Uh. us get some some new new blood Uh. in there from maybe a uh, different perspective. A Daniel Day Kim from Lost. If oh, anybody remembers, no. I like him. I like that. Yeah, yeah. he was uh, sexiest man of the year back back when. I yeah, think. I can see that. And is he British? No, he is not British at all. But you know, he's Korean. I think he could Hawaii learn. Five O. I think he can learn. So, all right, one that has been has been thrown around briefly. I like that, Greg. I mean, I like it too. I like the direction you're going in, but I think I have a better option to fill the British okay. side of the spectrum. Henry Golding. Yes, don't know who that is. I think he is yeah, also guy Richie movie, English. Right? Yeah, yes. Crazy rich Asian. He's an English guy. The gentleman. Oh yeah. His most recent. It's a different look that we've seen from Bond. Kind of looks like Greg. That's right. He does have that See? that British thing. He's got Greg's eyebrows. <laughs> is he <laughs> Korean as well? English Korean. He's Malaysian British. Malaysian English Malaysian. Yeah, so he's different, but he has he has the British side of that that he could bring yeah. in. So that's a good pick. I don't know. It's like not. It's not too underground. There, there's some others, you know, that have been floating is, around. Uh, John Boyega on the list. No franchise wants to touch him after his latest yeah, comments. Yeah. I think it's. I don't know about him. Here's here's the other British. one that's been floating around. Harry Styles. Harry Styles. Does James Bond wear pearls? Uh, Isn't Harry Styles though like a discount Robert Pattinson? Yeah. Like it's the same thing, but he's like more. Not as good Famous as nice for the young Harry Styles. Yeah. I don't know. Wasn't I don't see it. Damian Lewis floating around for a bit. Yeah, Damian Lewis's yeah. name has he been thrown out, out there. The thing with Damian Lewis, I think he's around the same age as, as Daniel Craig, which is like how big? How many can you get with him? Yeah, exactly. Um, another one that's interesting is Luke Evans, gay Bond. <laughs> Luke Evans is the man. Do people do people want gay Bond? <laughs> I'm sure it doesn't they do. make that doesn't mean that James Bond is. Yeah, but gay. I'm saying if we're diversifying, Ooh, why not? I like a but why Luke Evans? I could see that because he's gay. Oh, okay, <laughs> so he could be a gay Bond. <laughs> okay, I see. Yeah, yeah. I think an under the radar character that we could kind of see is Dan Stevens. Mm. Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast, Downton Abbey, Legion. 
I think that could be an under-the-radar up-and-coming The other really good one I like a lot is Aiden Turner, who was in this this BBC show called Poldark. He's pretty under-the-radar. But I think he looks just looks different than all the other Bonds. He's a, you know, different type of a guy, something new. So a little darker. He has a ponytail. Yeah, first curly hair. Long hair Bond. Are we bringing in the Irish accent as well? Why not? We had Scottish Bond. Phone ringing. Hopefully that one of the colors. interns picks that up. <laughs> yeah. First time, long time. Get that, Kyle. <laughs> um, I think that I would enjoy seeing another Pierce Brosnan bond. Just Pierce Brosnan back. Yeah, just do Silver a one-off. Fox, Silver one-off, Fox, Pierce like Brosnan. Old James Bond. Okay, so do you... Making out with old I, ladies? I, <laughs> okay, well, maybe not that, but... Why not? Um, I haven't seen this movie, what but it's high ladies? on my list. Have you guys seen The Rock? With Sean but Connery, Dwayne the John, and no. Nick Cage, and Nick Cage. <laughs> Have I seen The Rock? So, supposedly, that script was written as an old James Bond who gets abandoned by MI6. Yeah, right. I heard that. And they cast Sean Connery because they couldn't, but they couldn't get the rights to like it being James Bond, so they just like redid it. So like, why not do something like that? I think with Pierce Brosnan. What about Into the Bondverse? Or <laughs> let's go. That has been there has been speculation about that that you know Bond isn't a, a guy's name per se. It's just like a code name that they yeah. keep giving to new. Eight. That's why they had new Jimmy's. Judy Dench mm-hmm. and carry over from the Pierce Brosnan to the Daniel Craig. So I mean, I feel like they could have done that with like the Skyfall. They could have made that old uh, guy at his the old estate be like a James Bond, maybe. Yeah. Just, no, he's, a, he's, a, he's a prior Bond. He's just living there. And... I think you could do a throwback Bond. You could do James Bond, but in the 70s. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Oh, period piece. Period piece. Period piece. That's good. That's good. I like. I dig that. Some f- some flare pants. Some big colors. Or, or go back to like original recipe James Bond, yeah, like Sean Connery. Create, creating the role. Nah. Yeah. About British Empire, James Bond. <laughs> Colonial Bond. Assassin's Creed this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Assassin's Creed on this? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. You can't really go wrong, though. Like, yeah. Just the character alone. Like, it's, it's, yeah, there's still a lot of cooler options. than that. So. I think the only thing that I'm like really against is like the Jane Bond route, which I think would be like too... Make a different character. Yeah. Yeah. James Bond in space. Well, I think my my impression is that they are doing that a little bit with Lupita Nyong'o's character. In I this think new one. I think they're gonna it's I think they're gonna test it out. Yes, that I would say that probably if she's if she's received well and maybe it's they're doing the fake and it's the Anna Darmus's character because she looks like she's a spy in this too. Like I think they're gonna feel it out, and then depending on the recession on those two. Time for a live in person damage control. <laughs> Play the song. I'm stupid, you're smart. I was wrong, you were right. You're the best, I'm the worst. Uh, you're very good looking, I'm not attractive. All right. As long as you're willing to admit that now. It is Lashana Lynch, not uh, is Lupita Nyong'o. She's not in it? No. no. Oh, Lashana Lynch. I, I thought wow. it was her too, Sam. Yeah. You've been damage controlled in person. <laughs> I thought for sure I read that. It's okay. Somewhere. I was like so it's proud of so you for that pronunciation yeah. too. It was like yeah. right on. I think that yeah. I think that I think they're gonna test it out. They're gonna gonna give it a test run, and I think it's gonna. I don't know. Personally, my only two things for Bond are like, it's got to be a dude, and he's got to be like from the United Kingdom. That's really it. 
Okay. I don't know if that's the right two things, that, but that's, that's my James two things. Bond, though. But she yeah. could be 007, and 007 yeah. doesn't have to be James Bond. Does Australia Bond. count? Well, she could be like 004. I mean, like, right. yeah. we think just of that, the that Pierce Brosnan one with Sean Bean. He was 006. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I don't hate that. Like, sure, bring in more 00 agents. but One of the best James Bonds. That, That's a, that, that is a spicy take. Mm-hmm. A spicy hot take. I don't know if any Pierce Brosnan Bond is the best Bond. It was a strong start and then cool. faded quick. Yeah. <laughs> when they made Sean Bean the villain. Why not Sean Bean as old Bond? I love all the Seans, so let's go. The more Seans, the Seans. Yeah, I think Sean Bean could... I don't know. He died twice. He'd have to die. Room, so. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to die. Um, so, it might be a, a, a short-lived franchise with Sean Bean, yeah. but well, we'll see. Let's keep the train rolling. We gotta keep this train rolling. Well, let's uh, let's pivot here once again into our feature film of the week. This week, you know, we got an ensemble, you know, a top-tier crew here. We've got all all A-list stars, so. We figured we'd do a movie with all A-list stars, an ensemble cast movie. Maybe the most ensemble cast movie of all time. Hot take. Ocean's Eleven. Want to knock over a casino? Three casinos? You gotta be nuts. Exactly. 150 million. Smash and grab job, huh? Slightly more complicated than that. Oh. Yeah. Check the batteries? It'd be nice working with proper villains again. You're either in or you're out. Right now. Rated PG-13 starts this Friday. Shots of Brad Pitt eating in hamburgers. I made a list of everything he eats. Oh, I like it. I need that list. Usually Matt Damon's eating stuff, too. I'm surprised he didn't eat anything this whole movie. Really? Yeah. Right, he's usually eating stuff. Like in Ford vs. Ferrari, he's like... I just like yeah, he's always seat. chewing stuff. Was he chewing? No, he's at the diner. Remember that scene where he's at the diner? He eats at the restaurant. I don't know, the movie is so long, I think I blacked out in the middle of it. <laughs> remember that scene? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I remember that. can't be done. A 2001 crime thriller, Ocean's Eleven. It's the story of how uh, Danny Ocean and his ten accomplices plan to rob three Las Vegas casinos simultaneously. Everyone knows it. Probably most people have seen it. Greg, have you seen this movie before? Today? I have religiously. Okay. Good. Every year on Christmas. Oh, really? It's a Christmas, yeah, it's a Christmas, Christmas movie. It's a Christmas, Christmas special. Christmas special. Let's start off with the most important question. Is Ocean's Eleven a Christmas movie? I think we can all agree. Yes. Yes, definitely. Nothing says Christmas like Vegas. Baby. With the boys. With the boys. Vegas yeah. with the boys. Now, uh, this is a... Um, it's Brad Pitt, George Clooney, Don Cheadle, Carl Reiner, uh, Casey Affleck, Scott Kahn, uh, Julia Roberts' vehicle, <laughs> Andy Garcia vehicle. A lot of people in this movie, a lot of people in this movie, but we'll, uh, we'll kick off with the best part. We always do best first, and we'll let Sean start. Sean, what's the best part of Ocean's Eleven? The best part, I would have to go with the casting. I mean... Every, my favorite casting is probably the twins. Mm. Um, the Casey Affleck twins. in particular. Um, I just think he does a, an incredible really? job. Comedic timing on the mark. 
Um, but yeah, everybody, you know, minor characters, the all, all the way down to the kind of out of touch security um, head of head of security that Terry just reams out at every turn. Um, I just think everybody plays a really good part and um, kind of trying to pivot away from the dialogue. So I'm going with casting this time. Word. Casting. I mean, did anybody else here have casting? Kind of. That's probably on most of our lists. My it was. Well, does anybody else have casting specifically? No, go ahead. You, you kick it okay, off. Mine was, uh, the best part was the relationships between the characters. So it was, you know, mm-hmm. the relationship between Danny Ocean and Rusty is just the best. Like, they finish each other's sandwiches. <laughs> and, and the relationship between the tw- two twins is just perfect. Like, every, every, se- every, like, move that's, like, involves them together, it's always them fighting and bickering over something. Yeah. And the reason is because they do it so well yeah. naturally, right? So it's just perfect. <laughs> So the real Ocean's Eleven was the friends we made along the way. Precisely. <laughs> That's what you're Precisely. I get that. No, I agree. The relationships. Greg, what do you have for best part of the movie? No, Rudy took mine. It was definitely like that and the the believability of it, of their relationships yeah. with the casting, with the characters. Um, I feel as well as like the uh just like the realism of it. Like, I feel like me and my boys could go down to some casinos <laughs> and we have that same dynamic yeah. the entire way through the whole job. In fact, we do. We did just last night. Yeah. Just last night. We went down to Wind Creek and gambled our lives. Yeah, away. I agree with, with uh, Rudy and Greg. I think that is like those dynamics. You can really kind of see yourself in it. And obviously not that heist aspect of it, but like, getting the gang back together and everyone kind of plays their own piece in the conversation. And um, I think that is the best part. And it is so it does feel like you're a part of it. And it's just it's enjoyable to listen to. I think the, key, like everybody. the key to that is like the history. Like you get the sense that they've yeah. all done stuff before. Like yep. they, they're just from the conversations they're having. Right. Like you can tell there's, you know, there's a past there and they all know each other. Like when he's uh, arresting or when they're going to arrest Basher there and he's like, is Danny around, you know? Yeah. yeah. Just sort of get the vibe. Levi, what do you have? Uh, mine's similar to that. It's just like the world building and how they pop you right in the middle of it. Right. Yeah. And just like you're and you're like kind of scrambling to catch up with what they're talking about and what they're saying, but very similar to what everyone else has been saying. The little types of the heist names, the Lucy Lou and the, yeah. you know, <laughs> I forget the other one. I like it too how each one of those characters you could see having sort of its own movie. You know, I want to see Don Cheadle as Basher. You know, yeah. what what is he doing after this movie and before it? Yeah. Um, the twins in Utah, like, you know, I don't know. Going off that point, all those worlds are, are very intricate. I was thinking too, kind of, maybe it's a bit of a stretch, but it's kind of reminiscent of some of the John Wick, like everyone's an assassin like there's this whole like underworld of criminal and like everyone's working a con and has like you know the connections and they have the calls and so it's almost like a a milder version of that sam what's the canadian perspective best Uh, part of oceans 11 best part of oceans 11 i think well i probably would agree with most of you but i think like kind of a a separate point that i i really like from this movie i think is the first movie that i've seen that had done this is where they and and specific I think to usually heist movies where they do they walk you through the heist plan mm. and show you it happening as they're yeah. explaining it so you get that narration yeah. of the plan and you see the execution yeah. at the same time I think that 
I don't know. That's like that's the best way to do a heist movie. Yeah. And I maybe it is a little overdone now. Like if you do a heist movie and you just do that, like maybe it's, it's not the same anymore. But I think they do that in every Ocean's movie. Um, I was thinking they have a very similar. Uh, I guess it's not exactly the same. But Baby Driver does a narration yeah. bit mm-hmm. like that. That was good. Um, I'm trying to think of others that do that well, but they kind of I feel I feel like they pioneered it because it was the first one where I saw it. And I like that. I like that a lot. I think it's interesting though because like maybe it's because we've watched it so many times, but there's like a big twist in that how they actually pull it off at the end. So like mm-hmm. they they walk you through the plan, mm-hmm. but a lot of heist movies it's walking through the plan and then oh something terrible goes wrong in the plan. Yeah. But this one is they walk you through a big portion of the plan and then there's this whole huge twist that like. Mm-hmm. Well, because they keep awesome. telling you the plan, telling you the plan, telling you, and then the plan ends up being not what they're telling you. It ends up yeah. being this whole other what, thing. Well, they don't specifically say, this is exactly how we're going to walk it out. Like, they never say, because in the movie, they show you that, oh, we're going to take out half and we're going to hold it hostage by yeah. blowing it up. Mm-hmm. Right? But they never say that in the plan. So, right? They say, we're going to walk it out and they're going to let us. Yeah. Yep. So and this, that's what they do. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little bit of both here. This is like transition best and worst because I mean we've already talked about a lot of the best things, but for me, I don't know if it is the best or the worst part of the movie. But I still like I've seen this movie probably 15 times, and I still have don't really understand how the ending of it works and how like what's the film. I mean we were just talking about it while we were watching it. I was like, what is actually like which money it is being so blown up? Yeah, what's happening here? Who's in like what's a video? What's not a video? What's actually going on? I feel on? like Terry. So like yeah. So so <laughs> so that like confusion could be good. That could be like what keeps making it good or it could be bad and like you don't understand what's going on. So that's what I sort of had down for a worst. But I mean, let's pivot into worst parts of the movie now. It's tough with a perfect pretty perfect movie like this. But uh Levi, what do you have for worse? Oh man, come, you had to come back to me. I uh, slept through the whole thing. So. <laughs> I got one. Valid. Yeah, let's hear it, John. Um, I love Bernie Mac in this, oh, and I so feel good. like he's not used enough. Mm. Um, I just love his facts, his mm. comedic timing. Timing um, <laughs> is just so impeccable, and uh, you know I miss him. You know, yeah. rest in peace. Yeah. But uh, mm. arguably, I just the, want the, more of. Of Frank Catton. Yeah. Owner of arguably the best line in the movie. You should call it White Jack. <laughs> Kills me every single time. So, so good. good. I want two hours of Bernie yeah. Mac. That's a good worst. Not enough Bernie Mac. Fair. Sam, what do you think? Worst part? I don't know. I feel like the 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 stuff between like how did how did sorry, how did Julia Roberts end up with this guy? Like that seems so yeah. Like yeah, it just yeah. seems so. It's like not believable at all to me. Like it's like An he's obviously like know. he's obviously a dirtbag. Mm. Like and maybe like has no maybe the, maybe we just need some more backstory on her. But that's not what this movie is about. So like maybe that's why we don't know. Not to foreshadow, right? but my like for miscellaneous questions. <laughs> my questions was is. She a gold digger, like because yeah, that's yeah. really like the only explainable thing. This guy's got, you know, seventy five, seven hundred fifty million dollars. Like, and as soon as she he loses some of it, she's on to the next one, right? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, maybe it's like a self doubt thing where she's like, uh, like I, I, like I only deserve to be with criminals. And she's like, looks uh, for the worst guy. If she's a gold like, digger, though, she would stay with him because yeah, he's, yeah. Still he's still worth seven million. million. <laughs> yeah. Danny's worth yeah. ten, maybe. Yeah. yeah. 
But I think it's like it's not just that. Like she's obviously emotionally driven about it too, right? Like it's plus George Clooney is way more handsome. Know, look at him. Just look at him. That's yeah. what I was gonna say. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just felt like it seemed kind of like this isn't real, yeah. and like most of the movie is very believable. But that part of the movie, yeah. I was like, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. Rudy, give it worse. Yeah. No, it's. Well, nearly perfect movie so I think the only worst part about this movie is the realization that we have lost late 90s early 2000s Brad Pitt forever <laughs> he's gone and this is like the one like, I don't know it's the best case for CGI that I've ever seen is like seeing <laughs> young Brad Pitt doing things is just it's the, it's the best I don't know you've seen uh, we saw, we watched uh, that what's that Once Upon, a time, Once in upon a time in Hollywood he's still got it he's yeah, still got he's it still got he's it. got it but it's just not this, like he's got I don't know maybe if he cuts his hair and like you know, gets the grad of his beard or something. <laughs> but, just I don't die, know. Just die. Just do a makeover. Yeah. <laughs> Greg? I can't, I can't, I can't, th- I can't think of one. There's not a worse part of this movie. <laughs> not, I was, I was trying to, uh, You might have to come back to me because mine might lead into another section. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Levi. Tag team it. The worst part is that they only steal $160 million. Yeah. That's it. Dude, that's a ton of money. What do you mean? It's a ton of money, but I feel like in 2001, it's a lot more money than it is nowadays. We just watched Mm -hmm. the Italian job. It was $30 million. (laughs) (laughs) There are only five of them, so you know the splits come out. It wasn't about the money, dude. That's the whole thing. <laughs> it's all about I guess that's the, that's the worst part. And it was just about George Clooney or yeah, uh, Danny getting, the, getting, getting uh, the girl back. Getting the girl back. That's really the mm-hmm. case with like any movie with any number of money in it, though. It's just going to seem, eventually, like as inflation goes, it's just going to seem like not as much money as time goes on, right? Yeah. Inflation. I'm, I'm with Greg here. I, just, I'm, I don't know. I, I got like nothing's really. Uh, Greg's going to leave me. Oh, no, I was going for a high five. No. <laughs> I thought you were about to say, like, no, oh, no. it came to me. No, I know no, what the no, worst no, part is. No, Greg's no, raising no, his hand. Like, me and Greg, we got, we got nothing bad to say about this. Yeah. Greg and I. <laughs> Greg I, doing the lead-ins. My, mine goes to, like, to replacing a character. So I don't know if we're going there or not. Well, that's, yeah. yeah why don't, why don't we, yeah, why don't we roll right into it then? Recast a roll for us. <laughs> All right. So we're my. Skipping. We're skipping around a bit. Yeah, let's skip around. Is that okay? Yeah, okay. Can yeah. we skip around? First time, seven squad people. Isn't that the let's next do it. thing? Episode 29. Yeah, no, we usually, scene, usually. Yeah, we usually uh, cut a scene out of scene. But there's but. just, we discussed this earlier, there's unlimited recast rolls, right? For real. Correct. It's wherever, you know, this podcast just goes wherever the, wherever the spirit leads. So. I, have, I have 11 recasts. Yikes. No, go ahead, Greg. Yes. So I think, I think we know where this is going. Um, Julia Roberts. I'm just, mm, yeah. I'm not a Julia Roberts fan. What? And here's I here's agree. the issue. You guys say I'm always recasting the women. Here's the issue: <laughs> is I don't have a replacement for her either. <laughs> because she doesn't. Because she's, she's not given a role that makes sense. So that's part of why you don't like maybe, her. Maybe, maybe. It's not because she's bad at the role. It could be. Maybe. Yeah, maybe something but, about her vibe. I, I was thinking, I was thinking. You don't even Greg get and I were on the same page. We're both thinking possibly Jennifer Aniston. Possibly. The issue is you Brett, need somebody Brad that's Pitt old thing. enough for Brad Pitt, but you need someone that's also George like Clooney. a... George Clooney. Oh, yeah, well, I just said Brad Pitt. George Clooney. They're both great. That's what the problem is. Jennifer Aniston, she goes with Brad Pitt too much. It'd be just like, to be like shocking. So I, Mm. no, I got an option for you. What's the option? Instead of, this is one of my recasts. Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep? No, (laughs) yikes. No, instead of uh, Julia Roberts, Jennifer Connelly. 
Oh, you're such a Connolly fan. It's like so predictable. Why not you love Jennifer Why Connelly? Why not? I see that. Much. Yeah. The age, the aging. She's not, not matches up there. She's gorgeous. You're so predictable, dude. Come yeah, on, I'm I with see you it. there. She I was in it. Blood Diamond, one of my favorites. Yeah, I don't yeah, think I put her great. in that many movies. At least yeah. two. No. At least. I think she's a good filler. No. I don't know. I know at least one. That's my. That's, <laughs> what else was she in? What else did I put her in? Something else. Okay, we're don't put me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't say you know one and then say you True. don't know one. So, All right. I don't know. It's an option. It's an option. But yeah, I agree. Julia Roberts in this. Not great. Going for the brunette. Yeah. Need yeah. Brunette in there. Get the redhead out. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, who do you got? You got uh, 11? You want to do all 11? 11? All 11? Do <laughs> you think I could think of one for every person? Probably. No, I don't think I could. Uh, I think... I was trying to think about who... It's not more who would I take out of this movie, but more like who do I think would be fun to have in this movie. Yeah. Um, and and even like there's a lot of good casting here. So if I had to... It's more like thinking like if I had to swap out... George Clooney. Um, what? Who would you put in? Nick right? Cage. And I actually thought that. Come on. What? Let's go. I, I'm being 100% honest that I think like um, <laughs> National Treasure style Nick Cage no. yeah, that's could have played that role. That's peak. I'm not saying that needs to happen. I think George Clooney is perfect in that yeah. role. But I, I, I was trying to think of like who, who could I put in this movie because it's hard. It's really hard to yeah. think of a recast that makes sense. That's not the worst. Um, what was another one that I like? I, I kept I thinking about every time you do the they do the rappel through the vault scene. Yeah, I think of the Tom Cruise scene. Yeah. in Mission Impossible yeah. One, I was like, maybe they could have used Tom Cruise as like the amazing Yen somehow. But I was like, could Cruise have been Danny Ocean though? No. No. I think he would have had to be the, the like the grease man, the man that's like but going I, in and doing. The I don't heist. think Tom Cruise can play anything but the alpha. Yeah, Tom no, Cruise. Is and I think you're right. He would. No. It would have been a distraction. So yeah. I'm not. I th- it's an idea. I'm not saying that I think that should have. Happened. I'm as you know. I'm the biggest Nick Cage. I will go to bat for Nick Cage until I die. I have thoughts on how to get him sense. into this movie. Okay, I'd like to hear that. But before we go there, I, d- I don't know that he works as Danny Ocean because mm. like even in National Treasure, like he's not like a leader of men. He's like got like a ragtag crew of just like randos that he's working yeah, with. That. Whereas, you know, George Clooney, it's like you can understand why a bunch of like high, high, you know, high end thieves would be like, I want to follow this dude. Like this mm-hmm. dude's a good, you know, good planner. Sam, okay. we were yeah. trying to do an episode without bringing up Nick Cage. Okay, sorry. That's no, my no, bad. Never gonna happen. Um, never gonna happen. More serious though, and maybe this is like a separate question, but I think it relates. Um, who is the better explosive special, specialist? Um, going back to what you guys recorded last week, Left Ear mm. or Basher? Mm. And who, oh. who plays the role better? No, I want a team. I want both. Yeah. Right? Uh, because I think, I think yeah. honestly, actually, I think you could swap them in either movie, and both movies would be just yeah. as good. Yeah. yeah. Right? Because they both do a really good job. So if you had to pick someone to switch and know that the movie would still be just as good, you could do most F in th- that role. I think I agree. Yeah, I think I agree with Levi. I think Left yeah. Ear is my favorite character. My better. Really? Yeah, of the two. He gnaws it right up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. he's awesome. He's yeah, so yeah. good. He's Left great. Yeah, that, that's but. dang, Sam. Why do you have to what put these dilemmas think? on us? Sorry. Yeah. A little piece of trivia to work in. Huh. You know, 
he wasn't supposed to have an accent. That character like wasn't supposed to have an accent. It was just supposed to be a normal like American guy. And for some reason, Don Cheadle, who is an American, <laughs> came in and was like, I want to do this accent. And they're like, go for it. And so he's just doing an accent. I love that. I love that. It's so bad. It's so bad. And what is it? It's like... It's fun. That's one of my favorite parts of that movie is yeah. Asher, so that oh, character. Yeah. And it... For most of my life, I thought Don Cheadle was a British guy because of this movie. <laughs> I was almost gonna throw him in the ring in 007. I saw him in some. I saw him in something else, and I was like, "Oh, he's he's pretty good he at that American British. accent." Cheadle, yeah, that's British, right? So I don't know, Levi. Who do you got for a, for a recast? I had a couple ideas. I thought maybe get rid of Scott Kahn, doing Ben Foster. Yeah. I was thinking doing. Do you do? Ben Affleck paired yeah. with Casey. I thought about that as That's well. What I, that yeah. was mine. I thought about that as well. That was mine. Make him like a big doof and like yeah. they have like the brotherly banter. Like yeah. That. But they did a, such a good like Scott Conn yeah. did such a good job. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But you can see Ben Affleck not playing a big Conn head though. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you <could>. <laughs> <laughs> not huge on the Conn heads. Yeah. I dig that. I dig that. Mike, do you have any? I was thinking uh, for. Uh, Terry Benedict, Andy Garcia, like he does a okay job, but I don't really like when they talk about how scary he is. I don't really believe it. Yeah. So I don't. I, that's where I kind of like. I wasn't sure where to go. If Michael Douglas popped into my head as like maybe like the greasy guy that you could yeah. like Wall be Street, a little more scared Street, of. Gordon but, Gecko vibes. Yeah. yeah, but I don't. I'm sure there's a better one than that. Well, how about this? Can I introduce you? Inter- interest you in a, uh, a Nick Cage? <laughs> Terry Benedict. No, he doesn't. No. He's got to come across as like this guy is worth seven hundred fifty million dollars because he's good at what he does. Yeah. Like he and runs Nick casinos. Like I, yeah, Nick Cage is a scary villain because he's he's unhinged. Like you can see that guy taking someone in the back and hitting. But their he head doesn't. With a he doesn't himself. strike you as like, running major businesses. No. Yes. Well, all that money no on cocaine. Sense. I don't know. I don't know. Can I think you could do it. Let it go on record that Nicolas Cage's only good movie. Is National Treasure for a reason? The first one. Have you seen Face Off? <laughs> Clearly not. I have, I have, I have another edition for uh, <laughs> sixty seconds. That movie is terrible. For Tess. Yeah, you like that movie? No. It was one of my favorite movies yeah. for a long time. Really? Gone in sixty seconds. What about National Treasure Two? It's yeah. almost as good as National Treasure One. <laughs> Marissa Tomei for Tess. I thought Ooh. about that. I thought about that. It's not as good as Jennifer Connelly though. I don't know. I think Marissa Tomei is sort of like more like comedic. She's like more, you know, like I think she could goofy. I think you need someone more like austere, more sophisticated. Marissa Tomei, a little snooty. I feel like anything here. I think we're just nitpicking. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for real. Totally. It's perfectly cast, which is amazing with so many Mm -hmm. roles. I feel like this should be Rudy's favorite movie. Just tons of montages yeah. Oh, yeah. all over. Dude, the whole the movie montages. is a montage. <laughs> For real, that oh, really kind of is. One so yeah, that's why I love it. I love, there's very few things I love more in movies than like a getting the getting the gang together yeah. sequence. Like, oh, we need this guy. Well, here he is. Oh, we need this guy. Well, here he is. And they show like the interaction. I really like, like too, the part where Danny is pitching it to Rusty, like, why do this? And he goes into the speech, and you know, you go, yeah. you know, when you got to bet big when you have it, and yeah. it's like, this is cool. And like, you're kind of like buying into it, and this transition's like, you practice that, Danny. <laughs> like, it's just the perfect balance of like, this is cool, but also funny at the yeah. same time. Yeah. It's like, oh, he had me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, then, yeah. Well, let's pivot then once more. Keep these seggies coming. Next segment Cut a scene, add a scene. 
for all our guests. This is the part of the program where we cut a scene out of the movie that we don't like, and we add a new scene into the movie that we do like. We put ourselves in the seat of the editing guy, the casting, you know, editing, not casting guy, the editing guy. <laughs> we're in the editing booth with the director. He's there whispering in our ear, but we're like, no, we're in charge. We need to cut this scene, add this other scene. What scene are you cutting and adding? Levi, I'll start with you. I don't sure what scene I'm cutting, but I'm adding a glow-up scene from George Clooney getting out of prison. I want him, I want him going on a shopping spree. He's selling those Incan masks. I want him getting a haircut and shave. New suit. Yeah. Um, like that. Yeah, that. that's a that's a good one. A little montage. He's yeah. like shaving in the gas station, saying. Add, add, add one more montage to the movie. Love it, love it. That is strong, Sean. I'm cutting out sort of. There's a middle section that so when um, they are in that kind of period of time when they're they're. I guess stealing the EMP. I feel like there's this section where Matt Damon has a lot of kind of um, scenes, and I'm not really. I, I like Matt Damon, but I don't know if he's the strongest, you know, actor in this in this movie for the role he's in. He's a good actor. Don't know if that that character is very strong. So I'm cutting out that sort of middle. You know, we see a lot of Linus, and I want more Basher. I want more Bernie Mac, like I said earlier, my worst part. I just want, you don't see a lot of the whole team interact. And I feel like there's going to be some scenes where everyone's in a room plotting out like, oh, you need to go get this. You need to go get that. And I think that that could be a section where you could have a lot of those times where everyone's interacting. Whereas the second half of the movie, a lot of it's just these one off. Oh, I need to go get this. You know, we need, you know, you to test this, you know, explosive things like that. Um, and um, that's what I would add. And cut. Rudy? What about Sam? Here you go. I was okay. just mixing it up. I'm not ready. <laughs> um, I can't cut anything from this movie. There's nothing I want to cut. Boom. I'm sorry. I can't Coward. cut anything. Um, but I can add something. And I think that um, it's clear why Danny Ocean wants to steal the money and, you know, just and, you know uh, rip off Benedict to get Terry back. But it's less clear. Like, it's, it's mentioned that Ruben wants to get back at him for like this deal that was underhanded. Mm. I want a little bit more of like building the narrative that Ruben hates Danny yeah. so much. You know, like a little like a couple Terry, scenes where it's Terry, like Terry. I'm sorry, Terry, yeah. Ruben hates Terry so much. A couple scenes where he's like Terry's like, Oh yeah, you understand Ruben why I'm doing this, like why I'm screwing you so bad and yeah. he's like just you know, burning inside and yeah. Like that kind of builds that whole root, like because Ruben's a great character yeah. too with the gold chains and the. Can he can he be by the pool with a salad and yeah, some yeah. shoes, smoking a big cigar, and he's yeah. just like. Isn't that what they try to do at thirteen though? A little bit, yeah, yeah. yeah, a little yeah. Bit. I uh, that kind of ties into my cut of scene, out of scene a tiny bit, but I want to see when they're referencing some of these past things in their history. I just want to see a quick cut to like that thing that they're referencing. You know, when, yeah. you know, when, uh, Ruben's talking about the people that had tried to rob the, the places before, it's yeah. not a long scene. It's just like, you know, a little snappy. Yeah. So that's what, I, that's what I want to add in. Some of those, when they're referencing older jobs or other Black things that white. happen. Yeah. I've never been to Belize. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like, what were they doing in Belize? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe skydiving in Belize. Yeah. Something. Maybe that's the, what makes it so good is that they don't show it, but I don't know. Kind of like they do in 12, where yeah. they do that flashback of like Brad Pitt. Yeah, away. exactly. Yeah. The little smile. Yeah, that's, that's so good. good. 
So good. And to make room for that, I don't have to cut out very much, but I'm cutting out some of uh, Danny and Tessa's conversation. Yeah. The first time he goes to see her, it's just a little like restaurant scene. Yeah. You're a thief and a liar. I only lied about being a thief. Like it's, it's fine, but you know, it's again, <laughs> like, like Levi said, just picking nits, you know, it's really not, not this perfect movie, but Sam. Yeah. Cutting this, cutting any scene, I think is a little bit like, you kind of have to force yourself into it. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think I would like that. So I've, I kind of have two answers. One is if you're not going to give an explanation to like Tess's character, why she's doing what she's doing, either cut stuff out from it because it's not like you, we don't get it, so yeah. you don't need to waste time, or add some backstory into why it makes sense. I don't know if you need to do that for this movie. Um, so that's why I think what I would prefer is kind of more along the lines of what you said, where they talked about they're talking about getting their crew together, yeah, um, and they they cut to the people. Um, which was cool right. but they also they read this like long list of like oh we need a Jim Brown and an Ella Fitzgerald and a Leon Fink <laughs> yeah, Leon right? and I was like what Spinks. the heck is that like I want to know who, yeah you want to like, know what a why, Leon Sphinx is yeah like why why is there a Leon Sphinx yeah. like who is that like yeah. why but and I mean I don't know if you could add that in and give an explanation really quick and short but yeah, you could almost cool. label it throughout the movie, mm-hmm. like when they're doing the balloons. You yeah. put on like, "This is the Leon, so this yeah. is the yeah. Elvis Gerald." Did that add up to eleven? I don't. I can't remember. I don't. I, don't, I just well, those are the cons, right? Yeah, yeah. That, yeah that's oh, like the type okay. of jobs, not the people. The we need this type crew of crew. Okay. Yeah. I think those are actual terms, aren't they? They're actual people. I don't know, Levi. You're the only one here that's ever knocked over a casino, so you'd have to tell us. <laughs> Never doing that again. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with, once again, no deleting scenes because this movie is like flawless. Yeah, but what Micah was saying earlier about like them saying how scary Terry Benedict is, this movie's already tons of montages, but I want another montage Yes. of seeing like the buildup of how evil Terry Benedict is yeah. like maybe torturing some guys like light torture you know yeah. this is for a fam you know family family friendly yeah, movie you and approved but well, it's uh, PG-13 right you can you, can, you know well, they some they, light waterboarding they James Bond and the testicles in Casino Royale and that was PG-13 that's so. true that's a little on the edge there. Is that, can PG, I say that on this podcast? PG. I believe it <laughs> well, okay. it's commonly known that loose concept is for the kids. Yeah. So, well, uh, so is James Wan. So. Yeah, true. Yeah. Facts. Okay. Right. So we'll, we'll we'll a better way to portray <laughs> how evil he is is not to tell me, it's to show me. Dropping bombs. Dropping bombs. Yeah. That's great. Well, you could work that into Elijah's like, cut a scene. Like when you do the flashbacks for different operations you could just be like when they're talking about terry benedict like bankrupting the tractor dealership yeah. you just like yeah show the, the the bankrupt sign or something out front yeah. of it this movie we're creating is going to be like quick cuts quick cuts. <laughs> <laughs> five seconds five seconds five seconds the movie's kind of like that to begin with but yeah. it'll be even more well did everyone say cut a scene out of scene Let's move into uh, miscellaneous questions. Miscellaneous questions. I don't know if anybody had any, but I got a few written down. I didn't have a question, but I did have... I like the part where they're playing poker, and 
uh, Danny Ocean is talking about how hard it is to switch from being a TV actor to a movie actor. <laughs> that's like what he was kind of experiencing yeah. before Out of Sight. Yeah. So I like like the meta-ness of that moment. Yeah. Of, <laughs> he's already done it. Yeah. But talking about going from yeah. ER. Saying that to a bunch of TV yeah. actors. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny. Wow. I didn't even notice that. That's funny. Any of those poker scenes are just like yeah. one of my favorite quotes is all rats. <laughs> yeah. Topher. I break that one out pretty much any time I play cards. <laughs> Is this the shortest two-hour movie ever made? Might be. This movie flies. Mm-hmm. Might be. I didn't even notice it was over two hours. Because yeah. it keeps your agree. attention the entire time. Yeah. Unless you nap through it. Well, yeah. The first time you watch it. <laughs> well, I have a question. When they're when they're in that that poker situation Danny sits down he's playing with Rusty is that like an intentional con that they're doing there like is Rusty encouraging those actors to join in knowing that he Danny has something yeah. and they're like just ripping him off it makes sense because it's like <laughs> yeah. it's like, like I'm selling them yeah true. it's like why does why would Rusty like Rusty goes from being angry at him to not angry at him like so fast so it's like it does make sense that it would be like a con Conning the TV, the child the stars, muscle. the teen beat stars, yeah. I believe I, they're referred to. I like it. I like that it's a con. Mm-hmm. So let's just say it is. I think it is. How have we not gotten more movies with George Clooney and Brad Pitt? Yeah, power couple. Why is nobody just like capitalizing? Like, I want to see George Clooney and Brad Pitt doing anything. Literally any movie. Put them in. Why not? Monuments yeah. Men? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> do you think they're going to do a new, like a... Uh, Old guys, Oceans movie, like <laughs> old dogs getting the band back together. That'd be great. Better than that. Oceans 14. Are we bringing that up or not even going to go there? Oceans 8. Oh, Ocean's sorry, 8. Oceans 8. They went the other way. I mean, you, do you have something to say about it? Just that mm-hmm. it's not up to par. Wow. It exists. <laughs> Sounds like you're a misogynist, Greg. No, no, I love women. <laughs> <laughs> Big fan of women. Love women. I, I think probably it would have been a better movie if Steven Soderbergh wrote it. Yeah. So I, I don't necessarily think it was a cast problem. Really? I think I, the th- cast there was wasn't, good, actually, yeah. You're I don't right. know. I felt like that was the issue with it. There wasn't, like, the same... They didn't seem like they were having fun in it. Mm. Yeah. Like, and that's part of what makes Ocean's Eleven so great, is they just all see... Everyone seems like they're having fun. Yeah. Mm. And, like, if you watch some of the videos of, like, the press tour afterwards, like, it just seems like a good time. They're mm. all just, like, hanging out. These people are friends in real life. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Was there a lot of improv in Ocean's Eleven? It seems like there was. Could be. Yes. The fact sure. that you can't tell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what makes right? it fun. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Um, random question, I guess. Uh, do movies need to explain what EMPs are? <laughs> Have we heard, heard the explanation enough? In, enough? in 2001. Like, well, yes, I guess. I, I mean, that, maybe that's a testament that this There's movie no came out in a time when people didn't know what that was. But literally every time, every movie, even new movies, they still do it. They're yeah. just like, it's an EMP. It knocks out the electrical. It's like, okay, we, we know that. <laughs> we know what it's it a is. bomb. It blows up things. <laughs> I do think that's another like plus of this movie is like it doesn't seem too dated. You know, this is over 20 years ago. But you're watching the movie and the only times where it's like, whoa, this is really out of date is the phones, like the mm-hmm. cell phones. She said she doesn't have a cell phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the shirts. But even then, it's like they don't really take you, well, the pants. I don't the know, because pants. like they just look like guys who hang around casinos, right? Like <laughs> the, true, don't true. guys that's who hang true. around casinos like still look like that? Like you just, it's just, that's the vibe. I actually have done is like, 
the fits is one of the best parts parts of the movie. That was like is he, gonna be one of my best. Is he shopping at Goodwill? Because I feel like those are classic Goodwill shirts. <laughs> those are just those are just rusty. Vibes. I think the bad boys of business have some business questions for them about their business model in general <laughs> and about their return of investment. <laughs> the ROI. What, was, what was their EBITDA? <laughs> what was everyone walking away with there? I feel like it chicks chicks. It uh, seems like out. there was a lot of stuff invested there. I mean, we're renting a warehouse, we're building a vault. Yeah, right, but we're I mean, buying vans. Don't you think you can do all that stuff for like? Can they write those off? Flying two people around. Even if it was ten million, that's still yeah, at least plenty of you know, meat on the bone. <laughs> do you hear that ROI? So it was one sixty, right? Yeah. And divided by eleven, but yeah. in the movie, so the fourteen and a half each. Right? Yeah. yeah. Some in the movie, but then I paid. He says, "What did you do with thirteen million? Yeah. Right. So that means each of them gave up a million and a half. To support the cost, the cost the, of the, the so a million so, so you know over twenty two million. So what did Ruben have to put up too? Right. So what maybe that's had? part of it. Maybe right. that's why they paid him. They paid back their debt to Ruben well, with that twenty two million and covered all the other costs. Well, that's what if Ruben gets his twenty two million back and he still gets on top of that another thirteen million and he doesn't seem to really care about the money. He's more just in it for. But wouldn't for someone notice if he was liquidating that much cash? That quickly? Two nah. weeks? He's like That's a pretty he's tight like, turnaround. He's a, he's he's a got, shady he's casino got business all, guy. He's got it all liquid he's, already. He's it's definitely so able to launder that money out it does, there. It, mm. I do think like the the timing of it is a little... But like when you get out of prison, they get meet at the house and they have two weeks to get it all together. That seems mm. that seems like yeah. a pretty short turnaround. Yeah. I have, I have some other questions if we uh, want to pivot here. Number one, who put together the deck? You're using that presentation. I was thinking that the is special it, effects of it, like walking yeah. through the vault. Is it George Clooney and like or Brad Pitt sitting in like in the PowerPoint, just like uh, let me let me throw this in here real it's quick. It's Livingston. Is it Livingston? Yeah. Is he the one that does it? So they don't Probably. have a deck to pitch Livingston, but they're like Livingston, make yeah. a deck for us. Oh, okay. They recruited him early. That makes sense. That checks out. How? Um, what's the story <laughs> with the hand tat? Why does Rusty have that massive hand yeah. tattoo? You think that would be like. <laughs> Sort of defining, like it, you know, it's like a notable thing. People are like, oh, the guy had a tattoo on his hand. Yeah. Isn't one of the later movies he talks about getting it removed? He talks about getting another tattoo removed, but they advised against it based on the location. Uh, <laughs> against yeah, nice. gotcha. That's Ocean's Twelve. Great I guess scene. the ultimate one is how do they all under- understand what Yen is saying? The amazing Yen is saying they don't. Which only, is only is that part does. of the bit though? Like, yeah, I guess they just understand him. Uh, and, and Yen understands them when they speak English, English yeah. but never speaks English. Yeah, that's an interesting <laughs> part that they don't really pitch him. Like, they just watch his thing and they're like, yeah, of course I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Like they're Chewbacca. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. I feel like that opens a whole can of worms there with racial stuff that I don't know. We really want to take the podcast. Well, you let the direction. Asian guys say it, so it's, it's fine. Oh, yeah, sure. Why not? It's an audio medium, Greg. So it's Might actually edit that, that whole segment out. <laughs> One other thing, minor observation. Uh, apparently, Danny Ocean has girl handwriting when he gives the card to Linus and he flips it over and it's oh, like yeah. Emmett's, Emmett's pub or whatever. It's like, nice pull, exclamation point, with like like a heart on the dot. It's like, Emmett's pub. Like, uh, it's a nice card, though. Yeah. It's a great card. It's a great yeah. card, but you just got to write the like the male you know, assistant right on it rather than the female assistant. It's just like yeah. so clearly female handwriting. Real loopy. But, well, 
Any other miscellaneous thoughts? We that's talked a, it all that's out. That's a wrap. Let's hit the hit the major question here. Top twenty movie. For me, we already went over the top twenty list. It's in mine. I got a f- top five. Rudy, is it in yours? Yeah, it's in mine. Yeah, it's in yours. Yeah. Where does it come in at? On there? Top uh, six to ten. Six top to ten. 10. Wow, there you go. Top ten. Mm-hmm. Sam? It's top 20. top 20. I don't know if it's top 10, but okay. that's because I don't have a hard and fast list in front of me. So. John, it's not on yours, is it? it? It wasn't on my original list, but it's it's going to receive a spot. Yeah, okay. Shuffle some stuff around. Let's do a live on-air shuffle. Let's get in shuffle, dude. <laughs> We're going to hold you to now this. Now you're on the spot. Yeah, now you're on the spot. I think Ex Machina. On the rewatch, I don't know if it's, it's as rewatchable as Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, good yeah. swap. Love it. That's the movie yeah. that we. That's what my top watchability is key. My top five are all movies I could watch at any point in time, wherever, when I'm in any mood, and this definitely fits that one. Greg. Yeah, it's number ten. Number ten. Ooh, right, yeah. right on. We're gonna have to have you break down. We're gonna have to have you break down the rest of that list for us. I really don't want to, but next time you come on. Next time. Micah? Uh, I don't have a list officially, but it would be on there. Yeah, Definitely in the top 20, sure. probably top 10 or top 5. It's it's up there. It's, I think it's great. Levi? Yeah. Okay, yeah, thank God. I was, like, I was about to be nervous <laughs> there for a second. But despite the nap today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Made it around the table. It's on every top 20 list. That's wild. That's awesome. It's a great freaking movie. I said it before. I was like, the one of the worst things about the movie is that we didn't get to see it for the first time as a group. Like, how yeah. awesome would that be? Knowing that there's two more to come, you know? Yeah. yeah. At midnight with cookout shakes. Oh, yeah. that would so, here's my final, my other final question. Supposing we were going to do a heist, who's playing what roles in the heist here? If we're, if we're Oceans, we don't have 11, but we got seven. If this is Ocean 7, who's doing what? I think, thoughts? I think there are probably some things that all of us would be interested in, in <laughs> yeah. being a part of, and some things that all of us are like, I don't really care about that part that much. But yeah, there's I, one obvious one. How about this? You can't, you can't <laughs> name what yourself would do. George or Brad? No. You can't. You have to no. name it for the other. Person. I would want to be one of the twins. Oh, you're saying. I think Sean. I think you'd be you'd be Lyman Zerga. I think you'd be the best at pretending yeah. to be a high roller. That's a good call. Yeah, you'd yeah. be good at it. Yeah, I think you could pull it off. You'd be like, oh, the, I don't want to mess with this guy. He's got tons of money. Like this guy's probably an arms dealer. I think if you're gonna have to have someone on the inside pretending to be the rich, I can play dead well. It's Sean. Yeah. Okay. You just like you can talk. Take it. You can talk to anybody. So if anybody comes They're up working. to you and like calls you out, like you you'll have an answer for them. You'll be like, "How are your kids?" Yeah, you'll make them feel at ease. <laughs> yeah. But also, I think you could be a little ominous if you wanted to. You're a tall guy, you know. I think I'll it works. Take it. That's what I'm saying, at least. Sean, definitely that. Hmm. Everyone, everyone wants to say Greg would be the uh, <laughs> grease man, <laughs> grease man, but. Uh, <laughs> Are you not sure about that? Have you seen him do a handstand? I mean, he would be yeah, perfect. He does handstands man. on top of people all the time. It's not his. It's not his race at all. I mean, it's I'm not going to say no to that. So I just need to learn another language. That's the only issue. Yeah, we'll have an English-speaking Greece man and get a little more flexible. I think you could do it. Thanks, man. You're the you're a pilot, I, so you're the most like. I think Greg could do Linus too. Mm. Tech guy, tech guy, Greg. Uh, that's Livingston. That's Livingston. That's Livingston. Uh, Linus is the Matt Matt Damon. Damon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I can see that for Greg. 
pickpocket Greg. Do that little little awkward talking to Terry over there, a little intimidated. Well, be like in his current occupation. I mean, you do a lot of uh, observation. Oh, it's a good. Yeah, Linus says the observation. He kind of says stay reconnaissance. Yeah, mm-hmm. reconnaissance intelligence. Special agent over here. I dig it. I'd say for oh, and I I don't know if I want to go straight to this, but uh, for Danny Ocean. <laughs> I was going to say Elijah. Yeah. I can see Elijah as the Danny Ocean. I think he's the head of the conceptuals. I I think you could could do that and you would say the obvious Rusty to Elijah's Danny is Micah. Right. See, I I don't know if that's true though because I feel like like Elijah is much more like if you have a problem, Mm. you're not coming to me. But they have a problem to go to go to Rusty, Rusty, which I think is you go to Elijah. I'm not that yeah. cool though. You're way cooler than I am, so <laughs> I think, go to you. I think I was that, actually gonna say rest. I think actually. Yeah. So I was unsure, and especially when I think about the pod, I think maybe Rudy would be Elijah's rusty in some cases yeah. also, because Rudy is also sometimes the guy that you would come to with a problem. At least he'll like, defend Nick Cage with me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like um, Sean. But problem. but I think if I think specifically to Elijah, obviously Micah, you're. I think I think group dynamics wise, I think Sam and Rudy are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we don't bicker the, that much. The bickering guys. <laughs> Not that it's like if you turn the bickering into love, but like that's <laughs> that's the vibe. Like yeah. the bickering yeah. and the love. Yeah. Yeah. They'd be the two that go assigned to go do the balloons. Yeah, it's like you guys go do this task together, yeah. make it happen. Yeah. Find yeah. a way. That's a good one. I wanted to be the explosives guy, but that's fine. Well, you can double up. I mean, we we have everyone can double up. We got lots of roles here, so you can be I an explosive be guys too. I can see Levi being Bernie Mac. Uh, I'm gonna be Ruben. I'm Ruben. Just wearing all silk. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Smoking a massive cigar. <laughs> that's yeah. so true. That's way better. Yeah. Explaining oh, why your idea won't work. Yeah. Yeah. Here's why you guys are idiots. Yeah. That's wonderful. I get in the house. That's <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. That's wonderful. You are hosting everyone. I am. Like, yeah, that's yeah, true. You that. do yeah. own the house that yeah. we are all congregating in all weekend. Makes sense. Hanging Checks out, out buying a pool. Well, there we go. I think, think we're about ready to go out and uh, pull off a heist ourselves. So mm-hmm. This was a productive podcast. Thank you, everybody, for joining. It worked. It worked. It worked. It I didn't think apart. it was going to work. The wheels yeah. didn't fall off. Usually when we're all together, there's like three conversations going on at the same time, yeah. and we're able to stick to one, so props to us. Nobody punched each other. It was great. Go, yeah. Stayed yeah. off the table? Yeah. No black guys. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we can do this again at some point in the future. Yeah. Not too distant future. Who knows? Yeah. Wink, wink. Yeah. Maybe okay. next year. We'll see. Word. Maybe soon. Well, thank you everybody for listening. We had nothing in the Pony Express again this week. Two weeks in a row. No Pony Express. Nothing coming down from the north on the bobsled. Shoot. Greg? Pony Express uses email, right? Yeah. Yes. I get that you're going with the whole We give like, the horses to the Pony, pony Express rider. We thing? give you we, we print the emails out. Maybe he gets on his horse and, and delivers Cheerio the emails to, to us. us. It might just be easier if we could do like a little bit, you know, some more social media in there. Maybe we just comment, you know, into your DMs right into the loose concept pod. That might be the easiest way. The Pony yeah. Express rider prints, prints those out as well. He also prints yeah, out text messages from my phone. Ooh. Phone calls. 
Any uh, just to speak for the Moose conceptuals, I don't think that our comments would fit well in a in a DM form. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're limited in the characters <laughs> the, there. The we I think actually most of the Canadians that have written in have written somewhat long winded. <laughs> so, so yeah, but then you got that yeah, tax, you know, to pay extra and everything. Yeah, yeah it's a long distance. Travel. Long distance. Uh, actually, well, it's, it's probably a longer distance for Greg than it yeah. is for anybody else. But. <laughs> And I mean, you get the the dog sleds when you're north of the wall, and then yeah, once you once you get down there, then you get the pony. Well, either way, right into uh, the Pony Express at looseconceptpod at gmail.com or DM us, as Greg said. Send me a text message. Send Rudy or Sean a text message. You can leave a message on our voicemail if you like. I'm not going to give out my number on air, but we can't have the millions of listeners. Unless of you're a single lady. Who likes Mukunji, Pennsylvania? All right, let's keep this. Let's uh, wrap this up. Follow <laughs> us on Instagram at Lose Concept Pod, um, and remember to above all else, keep, keep it, it loose. loose. Oh, that worked way better. And than conceptual. <laughs> keep it loose. Let's go, boys. I had a bad experience. Damn it. Do I really look like a guy with a man? You can't handle the truth! Next, he amazed me still further in Italy when he saved a fatherless beauty from the woodbeer ravishings of her dreadful Turkish uncle. How's the pie? So good. <laughs>